Well, it's absolutely fantastic to be with you here on Vision Sunday, and a particularly warm welcome to people who are here with us for the first time. It's so good to see you here, and I'd like to add my welcome to that of Tim's, and would love to chat at the end of our time uh, this morning. So today you are here on Vision Sunday. Well done, here we are, and we are here in person on Vision Sunday. That, yeah, I mean, very, very fun. And I can read expressions over masks as well as people aren't wearing masks, that's good. We've got a bit of eye contact going on. It's really, really exciting to be with you this morning. I'm gonna read our passage for Vision Sunday. And this is our uh, reading for the year. And when you do investigate your fantastic bags that we have got here, that you've all been given, um, you will find inside uh, this image here, followers of Jesus sharing the goodness of God with everyone, which is who we are as a church. And then on this side, you'll find our reading. And that is what we're uh, guiding, asking God to speak to us through, not only today, but as we go through the whole of this year. So I'm going to read from Hebrews chapter 10, verses 19 to 25. Therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way, open for us through the curtain that is his body. And since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and with the full assurance that faith brings, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So I was uh, talking to a friend of mine uh, from north of the border, but she'd ventured south with her family and we were having breakfast outside in the garden. Uh, and she told me this story from the first lockdown. She uh, described how she was doing homeschooling with her three adopted children. She was also handling work calls as they came in and out. Um, she was trying to manage the household because her husband was at work that day. And right in the midst of what some of you will recognize was a pretty full-on morning, her WhatsApp pinged. And there was a message with a picture. And the picture was of a beautifully made sourdough loaf. And the message came from one of her colleagues who'd recently retired which was one of the reasons that she was under pressure, that my friend was under pressure at work. And the message underneath the sourdough read, it's so good to have the time to learn new skills. <laughs> and my friend, well, it's probably not quite repeatable at this time in the morning, but a few exclamation marks. I think we can fill in the dots, can't we? She was absolutely furious and completely frustrated and just like, don't need that this morning in the midst of everything that's going on. That is the last thing I need to see. And then it kind of developed even further into a, oh, 
well, have we made all wrong decisions all the way through our lives? It kind of snowballed into this kind of, you know, catastrophe of this is just horrendous, this life's horrendous, boom, you know? Anyone else had moments like that over the last 18 months? Or is it just me and my friend? Yeah, there's quite a few nods coming around, aren't we? Anyway, ping, another WhatsApp message came in, this time from a friend at church. And the message said, I've left something on your doorstep. So my friend went to the doorstep, open, uh, went to the door, opened the door, and there on the doorstep was a beautifully round, symmetrical loaf of sourdough bread. And my friend said to me, do you know, it was a Holy Spirit moment. <laughs> because what she took from that was God saying to her, I know your frustrations. I'm with you in the shouting and, the, you know, and everything that's going I'm right there with you in it. But I also know what you like. And there this friend had just dropped this sourdough loaf on the doorstep. And my friend said, I'm... God, I knew that God was with me and that he understood what I was going through and he provided in that moment. Most people I've spoken to over these last months have had some sort of a I can't go on moment. I know I have. And in fact, I can hardly conceive of getting through the last few months without Jesus. In fact, I don't know how people who don't know Jesus haven't, have been able to get to this point. I could not have done this without Jesus. I could not have done this without the community of the church around me. When I say I couldn't have got that, you know, actually, you know, be able to get through each day, it's been like that, hasn't it? We found ourselves having to rely on God more and more, call out to God more and more. And that is a good place for us to be. When we think we can rely on our own capabilities, we're toast. Or sourdough toast. <laughs> we have to turn to God, don't we? And we, we are turning to the one who provides, who walks with us, whose presence is available to us 24-7 who loves his children, who lavishes his love on his children. But so often we try to do it on our own. And if there's anything we've learned over these last 18 months, it's turning to God. And hopefully what we've learned is turning to God first. Often I try and have a go myself to sort the issue out. But actually, it's turn to God first. That's another learning. The Christians addressed in this book of Hebrews were under extreme pressure. Bible scholar Raymond Brown comments, the book of Hebrews is written, was written to a group of first century Christians who were in danger of giving up. Times were hard for Jewish Christians especially. Exposed to fierce persecution, physically assaulted, homes plundered, cast into prison on account of their faith, ridiculed in public because of their resolute trust in Jesus. The author of Hebrews spends the first 10 chapters fixing their eyes on Jesus. And we're gonna have the joy of stepping into that next week because our 
series and the morning gatherings throughout the year is going to be the book of Hebrews. And by fixing our eyes on Jesus, we look at who Jesus is and what he's won for those believers and for us. In the midst of difficulty, in the midst of challenge, there's no better focus for our lives than Jesus. This passage is pivotal in the book and it's one of movement and action. It starts with the encouragement to enter into God's presence with confidence. In contrast to the old covenant, where access to the Holy of Holies, that's God's presence, was mediated through one priest, entering once a year on behalf of others. Now, the blood of Jesus is offered as a sacrifice that is completely sufficient for us to know God. That means that a new and living way has been opened up for all believers. The way of access to everlasting relationship with God is through Jesus' unique and atoning work. This is wonderful news. New replaces old. Life replaces death. 24-7 replaces once a year. Jesus is living today, praying and acting on our behalf. Jesus is alive. Jesus is present here by his Holy Spirit. After a prolonged time of pressure, it's important to restate what we're about. And as St. Barnabas Church, our calling is to be followers of Jesus, sharing the goodness of God with everyone. There's an exciting invitation here to enter God's presence by this new and living way, to celebrate with confidence who Jesus is and what he's done, and to respond with three actions. Let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and with the full assurance that faith brings. The first action is a call to pray. A call to pray. We draw near to God with the full assurance that faith brings. And a great translation by Westcott of this is, faith which has reached its mature vigor. I absolutely love that combination of words. Faith that has re reached its mature vigor. The approach to God in the new covenant is joyous and confident. The old comfort, the, in the old covenant, it was tentative and fearful. We are urged to draw near rather than to keep our distance. And when we look hard at the object of our faith, Jesus, then faith comes. Our faith is in the one who's faithful, who has made and keeps his promises. Through the new and living way, we can approach God with our hearts sprinkled clean from a guilty conscience. Tom Wright comments, most people have something which hangs heavy on their hearts, something they've done or said which they wish they hadn't. 
How wonderful to know that the sacrifice of Jesus and the sprinkled blood that comes from it has the power, as we accept it in faith and trust, to wash every stain from the conscience so that we can come to God without any shadow falling across our relationship. What wonderful news. And as followers of Jesus, that's our posture as we draw near to God in prayer. And what I sensed about this year is that the most important aspect that we need to bring to this year is prayer. Tim fed back to me a quote from a conference he attended in the summer. And this is the quote. Crisis provides a reflection point. Every time of renewal has been preceded by a time of crisis, but not every crisis results in renewal. Every time of renewal has been preceded by a time of crisis, but not every crisis results in renewal. What makes the difference in that? Well, when we look back on the history of revivals, it's super, super, super clear that they're all preceded by prayer by God stirring up a hunger in people's hearts, a hunger in our hearts to pray and to call out to him. So this year, we're going to make that invitation to come to prayer, to humble ourselves before God, to call out to him. We want to see people in this city radically impacted by the love of God lives completely transformed. There are so many challenging aspects of life, personally, nationally, globally. And they're all going on at the moment, aren't they? There's so many different levels, so many people in need. First and foremost, let's turn to God in prayer. It's only God who can bring the change that we're desperate for. And let's partner with other people in this city for city-changing prayer. So we need to pray for our city. We need to pray for each other. One of the, the big losses over this last 18 months is that we haven't been able to pray for each other face-to-face, -face, either in communities or on Sundays. We haven't been able to stand and, and, and pray and see God's breakthrough happen before our eyes. We haven't been able to put our hand on somebody's shoulder. And indeed, with that, we'd still need to ask permission for that, wouldn't we, in these times. But we haven't been able to, to pray and minister to each other. So in this year, we need to be doing that. We need to re, uh, get that going again of praying for each other, ministering to each other. Face to face. And we're praying for Holy Spirit encounter. Holy Spirit encounter that happens anywhere, on the doorstep, like my friend. In the workplace, the Holy Spirit releasing help in a decision, the realization that the Holy Spirit's with you in making that decision. Holy Spirit encounter, a moment when you're worshiping together in communities or worshiping here on Sundays. Holy Spirit encounter can happen anywhere, any place. When I was uh, preparing back in the summer for Vision Sunday, I was up 
in our prayer room. Now, for those of you who don't know, our prayer room is uh, beside our central heating boilers and system. So there was this prayer written on the board up there. And I absolutely love this prayer. This is what, you know, come on, Lord, do this. And the prayer says, Lord, expand our joy as a church community so we can be like a rumbling boiler, coming together to produce great heat and spreading out to light fires in nearby hearts. What a great image, isn't it? Ah, I love it so much, I'm gonna say it twice, yeah. Lord, expand our joy as a church community so we can be like a rumbling boiler, coming together to produce great heat, spreading out to light fires in nearby hearts. Lord, would you stoke the fire? Come, Lord, come and stoke the fire. Come, Lord. And Lord, I love that double purpose, that we, we come together to produce great heat and it spreads out to people around us, lighting fires all over this place, Lord. All over this city, all over this region. Come, Lord. And when we pray, what I want us to do is to write down what we pray. I know many of you in prayer, that is already your practice. You pray and you write it down and then you look back later and you can see what God has done and give thanks for that. And I would love for all of us to step into that practice. When we pray, write it down, which means that our prayers are gonna need to get quite specific, aren't they? So let's be asking God to give us those specific prayers for specific people, specific situations where we're asking God for breakthrough. Okay, so that is the first action. We're called to prayer as followers of Jesus. We're invited into this exciting adventure of prayer. Let's look at the next one, verse 23. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess for he who promised is faithful. This is a call to discipleship, a call to encourage one another, reminding each other of the hope we have and telling each other of the promises of God. I mean, these promises can be big picture promises, like Jesus has opened up the way to eternal life. I mean, that's a massive one, isn't it? I think it's good news. Anyone? Well, sorry, it is good news. I'm just looking for some sort of agreement out there. Okay, right, very good. I think we're going to go for a hallelujah. Okay, Jesus has opened up the way for eternal life. Hallelujah. Good, excellent. God will redeem all of creation. And in that redemption, there will be no more sickness, suffering, Satan, or sadness. Yeah, we want that. We want that. Those are the big promises of God. What we've done there is I've spoken them out to you, you've spoken them back to me with that hallelujah. In ones and twos, you can be less formal than that, yeah? (laughs) But let's speak out those promises of God, those huge promises of God that are yours and mine as followers of Jesus. It's massively, massively good news. And then also, share the specific promises that God has given you. Verses from scripture, maybe pictures from the past. God's saying to me, I will never leave you, Anne. I will never forsake you. And when I'm feeling alone, saying that to somebody else, well, this is what God said to me in the past, so they can speak it back to me. And then we can join in together and say, actually, God will never leave us. 
nor forsake us. And in this book of Hebrews, there's some fantastic promises, hope being described as the anchor for the soul. And we're going to be having so much fun diving into that book through this year. So there's the encouragement of each other's disciples. And as we discern what God's saying and what each of us is going to do about what God is saying to us, that leads to radical discipleship as God takes us onwards. There's absolutely no doubt that living like Jesus did is powerful. Living like Jesus did wherever you are in your everyday lives is powerful. And what helps us in that is being accountable with one or two other people. What's God saying? What am I going to do about it? Talking that through with other people. Now that can lead to a simple action to make a difference in somebody's life, like phoning them or texting them. You know, I've, I've been thinking and praying about who I can invite to Alpha. And I've been praying quite a lot about that. And God has, you know, he's, I've suggested somebody I could, I could do that. I could invite to Alpha. I'm looking forward to doing that. But I'm also slightly nervous. So what have I done? I've said to one or two people, I think God's suggested I invite this person to Alpha. Now, they will find out whether I've done that or not. That creates momentum, these small things of what next, Lord? What are you saying, Lord? What next? Of course, in being accountable with that, they might say to you, well, that's a really crazy idea and don't advise it at this point and I would need to listen to that too. Yeah, there's a discernment that goes on in that. And that sort of thing, what are you saying, God, and what am I going to do about it, sounds relatively simple but is absolutely radical because it brings change. And each change is small in its own but grows to something larger. So, for example, Nurture Community deciding last year to go out and about once a month with coffee to whoever is on a park has come through a process of, what are you saying, Lord, that we should do next? Helen, who's pioneering some work with the YMCA, currently in a Friday afternoon, finds herself standing on the edge of a football pitch, supporting people playing football. If you talked to her three years ago, she had no interest in football. But she is passionate about seeing young people have opportunity to live life really, really well. And that's the door that's opened up for her as she pioneers that work. And of course, she's not doing that on her own. She's doing that with a team. And the person that I talked about earlier on, uh, when I started talking this morning, you know, her and her husband went through a process of discernment of adopting three siblings from the same family who all arrived on the same day. And that was after her faith had been reignited 10 years earlier. Just take a moment to think of the ways that God has spoken to you to put into practice your faith 
you'll be surprised how many things come to mind in this moment. I'm just going to be quiet while you do that. Okay, continuing. What helps in forming the radical discipleship that I described is what the writer exhorts in verse 25. The writer says, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing. Now, he was writing to a persecuted church. So actually, it was safer for them not to gather because a large group or even a small group would have attracted attention. But the writer knows that there is power in gathering together. And of course, as I said earlier, we can worship God anywhere, we, everywhere, we can encounter God everywhere, but there is a power to coming together in our communities and on Sundays to worship God. And I love this quote from Martin Luther that illustrates that. At home in my own house, there is no warmth or vigor in me. But in the church, where the multitude is gathered together, a fire is kindled in my heart, and it breaks its way through. So for week after week after week, we couldn't meet in communities or on Sundays face to face. And it doesn't take long to form a habit, does it? Average is about eight weeks. So we've kind of got used to church in our pajamas. Hasn't quite carried over today, I can see. You know, we've got a bit used to Zoom meetings, top half, very nice presentation, pajamas, bottom half, haven't we? There's a habit that's been formed, and we need to contend for a new habit, which is meeting together again, in communities and on Sundays. We need to contend for it. And thank you so much for being here this morning. I'm so thankful for the communities of this church and the church family. The way that we've supported each other during this time. Now let's think of people that we know would love to be here and invite them back. Invite them back. Invite them onto teams. It's a great way to get to know people. It's being part of communities and to be serving on teams. It's lots of fun too. You really get to know people when you're doing the washing up. There's no doubt about that. So as followers of Jesus, sharing the goodness of God with everyone, we've got this exciting adventure. There's a natural flow of grace from prayer to discipleship and then to advancing the kingdom. And this is what verse 24 says. And let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds. And this is very much a call to step out with acts of kindness and generosity as people step out boldly. And we saw with Impact Sunday, we're getting into that regular rhythm that we started last week. New initiatives have been planned and prayed for and started. New communities are emerging. And what we're doing is we're releasing space to try new things. Communities forming around an action or a cause as well as around neighborhoods and relationships. And as we see all of this going on, as followers, we're all sent. We're all being sent. And St. Barnabas is a sending church. That's always there for us. It's in our DNA. 
And in this last year, we've had the courage to send out our first plant. And that still amazes me. It's extraordinary that God led us to do that in the year of the pandemic. And it's so good to hear from Danny and the team that's gone that the, their Vision Sunday, where before they were having 15 people on the Sunday, their Vision Sunday, they had 47 people there. And some of those had come through the sports camp that had happened in the summer that we all partnered with. And we're going to continue to share stories and testimonies of what's been happening there. Because St. Barnabas, we've given. And it's great to hear what's going on with that giving. So thank you. And we'll continue to keep updated as we go forward. We're sent, as communities, we're sent into our workplaces. And we see people committing to their local areas. We see that here, around the community and the parish. And we see people being called to their locality further afield, but wanting still to be part of this adventure, connect with us. So we've got communities in different places. And when I was praying up in the prayer room, as I looked at the map of Cambridge that we've got up there, I sensed the Lord saying to me, and the map's not big enough. You know, there are people spread out all over the place. The map's not big enough. Dream big. And when we think about sending, we always bring it to who are we sending? Well, it's all of us. And it's followers who pray, who learn to trust God together. And that leads into sending in communities, and sending into workplaces, neighborhoods, schools, and universities. And wherever else you spend your everyday life, the list is huge, so I won't go on. You know where you spend your everyday life. You are a sent one. Each one of us here is a sent one. And we'll be thinking over this week and praying into this week what are the love and good deeds that we can do in the places that we are sent? So it is a hugely exciting venture. There's an invitation to join in and jump in. And where the leading beat of last year was definitely about challenge, this year it's about invitation. It's a year of invitation to people to belong, to be involved, to connect, to come together, to be St. Barnabas in our communities and on Sundays. And as we move to Commitment Sunday, which is next Sunday, you'll find in your bags this card with the verses and the prayer, discipleship and advancing the kingdom highlighted. Pray into all of that. You'll find this commitment card, which is for you to consider and pray over your financial giving to the church. Please do read the card, pray, and come back next week with the cards ready to commit financially, to give money to the work of this church so that we can see people come to faith in Jesus because that's what we're looking for. We're wanting people to come to, to faith in Jesus. As part of commitment, pray about your giving. Pray about serving. Where can you serve? On teams, on Sundays throughout the week, where can you serve in your communities? It's fantastic to meet people that way and to practice humility. And to pray. In our commitment, we need to gather to pray. And this week, we're going to have a week of prayer and fasting. I'm going to be here at 7 o'clock each morning to pray into the vision. And we'll also be connected with Zoom 
and praying into the vision because the vision is that we want God to grow our church through people coming to faith in Jesus. We want to see God's love breaking into people's lives. And it's a vision that only God can do. We're at a point, we've, in fact, we've always been at a point where it has to be God. But in this, after this year of what we've had as a nation, it's even more so, isn't it? It has to be God. It has to be God. We have to turn to God to pray, to ask him to bring the breakthrough. So when you come to pray this week, I want you to come thinking of a person or a situation which is way beyond your capabilities. And when we pray into the vision, we're going to be praying for those people and those situations. We're going to call out to God. We're going to humble ourselves before God. We're going to trust God. And we're going to say, what's next? What would you like us to do next? And we're going to ask him to bring breakthrough. So, I've been talking to somebody recently who's got huge, huge worries about the pandemic. She says, I'm not a believer, but I am a good person. And every time she tells me about worries about the pandemic, I say, well, I'm gonna pray for peace for you. I'm gonna ask Jesus to give you peace. And she says, thank you. More recently, she said, a relative is very seriously ill. So I said to her, I will pray for you in that. That all sounds quite polite, doesn't it? But actually, this week, and what I need to continue to do beyond this week, is to get on my knees. Because I'm asking for something that only God can do. The peace of Jesus being put into somebody's life is what God can do. Healing for her relative is what God can do. So I need to be on my knees and asking God. This is beyond my capabilities, beyond my capacity, but it's not beyond God. So I need to be on my knees praying, God, do what only you can do. And inviting you to pray for the vision of the church, inviting you to step into the vision of the church. That's what we're doing. We're turning to God to transform people's lives, to change situations and to bring faith in Jesus as the focus of who we are and what we're about. So let's pray, let's step into discipleship and let's see God's kingdom advance. Amen? Amen.